Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. <laughs> and I didn't screw up the intro, even though it's been a month. It has been a while. <laughs> well, I was sick, and then you were sick. Right, no, I was sick, then you were going to con? I think we were both sick at the same time. And then, okay. yes, and then Dragon Con. And, and then you were then... sick again after Dragon Con, right? I don't remember. Or maybe one of the kids was sick. Something happened, and I can't and, remember what it was now. <laughs> yeah, and then one weekend, I didn't have internet. Yes. And then last weekend, uh, well, that was last weekend, I think. The day we were going to record, my internet wasn't working. And then uh, the next day, you were packing for vacation. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's uh, life. Life gets in the way. Uh, it does. You Bye. know. <laughs> we are. We'll see how long we can make it this time. <laughs> oh, don't say that. We've we've finally almost made it to season three after this episode. Yeah. Um, and so I, I actually rewatched. Uh, I don't know why. I got a wild hair. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen the animated Christmas special in a while uh like Jeez. literally since since it first aired um and so I still haven't watched it yeah i was gonna say i don't think i think you still haven't watched it right so it is so weird and goofy and i was like we could do it in between seasons but it's so not a like placeholder thing between season two and three because of everything that happens with Nate, oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's so awkward. I was like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe we'll just do it around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> because knowing us, we'll say yeah, that we be... have all this time that we can make it through season three, which I think in theory we could if we if we did every week from now until the end of season three. I think we actually would make it. Um. I'm not doing hard math. I'm doing like very simple, slow math. In yeah, head. but the way we go, it's, <laughs> it's going to wind there's up. there's always something. <laughs> there's always something that comes up. So but, maybe let's just say we'll do it just before Christmas. That's like a Christmas special. <laughs> but you know what? Like, even if we wind up with another like break, we'd still finish the show podcasting about it before like March of next year. Right. And I think that's when we started. Or did we start in like early of the year Ooh, good question can't remember i i want to say you're right um i'd have to look at my podcast feed to yeah me sure. too um so i'll look at the feed <laughs> <laughs> um i i know i say this like every other episode but like re-watching the finale i was like i don't know what a good like question related thing is for this episode <laughs> But I started thinking about it, and I was like, there was a lot of, like, talk of, like, taking chances and people taking chances and references to Ted taking chances, like, career-wise. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about that, and mostly only because I've done it in my own life. Um, so I was like, oh, well, we could, like, what's the biggest chance you've ever taken on your career? Uh like, I didn't move to another country, but I did move uh, three hours away from everyone I'd ever known 
to take a job I knew nothing about. Uh, very Ted Lasso-y. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, seven years later, I'm still doing it. Uh, you know, I moved back for a little while because of COVID. Now I'm back up here. Um, I've worked different shifts. I've learned stuff that, like, to me now sounds like the simplest stuff in the world. And then when I talk about it with people and they're like, y'all yeah, know what you're talking about, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't talk about work with people that I don't work with because it's like eye rollingly boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I've not, I'm not a chance taker. Like I don't, I don't, ta- I don't like change. So yeah, that was, you know, really not, not risky because I had somewhere to go back to, but you know, and I was, I wasn't exactly like Ted. I was coming. Like I did that almost a year after uh, the the cancer, mm-hmm. so it's very much like, do you really want to do this, like delivering pizzas and all of this crap for the rest of your life? No, yeah. you don't. Like get your ass in gear and find something. So, what about you? Do you have a? I took a risk on my career. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily. A big risk. I've I've taken some some shifts, some changes, and like some of those changes, I've been fortunate that I've been allowed to do it like within the same company that I worked for. And I mean, like by shift, I mean I went from doing one thing to doing something almost the polar opposite. Um, but because I stayed within the same company, I think what would have been like a super risky thing turned out not to be just because there was kind of like an opportunity for it if that makes sense so um but like I mean I don't know early on I mean I I don't do anything that like I went to college for like I I went to college I have a degree in physics of all things that I do literally nothing with um other than watch science fiction and pretend I'm still smart (laughs) (laughs) have you seen Oppenheimer yet I haven't. I, haven't. I know because you have kids and a husband and a job. But like, no, he really wants to see it too. But it's like we the day that we when? were going to go see it, exactly. Like we had the time planned out. We had the kids at the grandparents, and literally the night before, after we'd made all of our plans, we hadn't bought tickets. Thankfully, he had an eye infection, and like literally couldn't keep his eye open. And so he's like, yeah, I'm not going to see a three-hour movie. And I'm like, okay, mm, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go without you, begrudgingly. <laughs> because I felt that. Uh, but yeah, so we didn't we didn't get a chance to see that. But anyway, random tangents aside, I yeah, like, I mean, I have a degree in that. And I went to grad school, and it, it didn't work out. I hated it. I had a... Sort of, sort of like a life-changing experience, shall we say? Let's say I experienced something in my life that at the time was quite traumatic, and it made me rethink every life decision I've ever made. And I was like, "Can I be this miserable for the next five years to like tough it out through grad school at a school that I don't want to be at?" And the answer was no. And so I quit and moved back home. And it, like, completely changed the trajectory of my life. I mean, some of it for good or for bad. But I guess maybe that was probably, like, 
the biggest risk I took is like, I know that this is what I wanted to pursue and I just can't do it. So I stopped and I moved back home, moved back in with my parents, had no idea what I was going to do. And, you know, through like happy circumstances, I fell into like a temporary job at the company that I currently work for. Uh, So got that opening as I've been there for almost like 15 years. And I met my husband at the same time. So it was. I mean, that that is a like it is. Some people probably don't see it that way, but like. Thinking I'm, I want to do this, I want to do this, and realizing, oh wait, I can't do this, yeah. And then having to just go, okay, I, I just, I can't do this. Like I'm miserable, and like it's really ballsy to like be like, I, I can't do this. I'm not gonna try. I'm gonna like take a step, ten steps back, and yeah, figure something else out. Yeah. And I did. And I mean, upside, I, you know, by my husband, I have a wonderful family and have a good job. It just has nothing to do with an incredibly expensive and difficult degree to obtain. (laughs) (laughs) And it grates on me to this day. But, you know, it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And I I won't get because we're not talking season three yet. We're still talking. We're talking the end of season two episode. Mm -hmm. 12 inverting the pyramid of success but that trajectory mirrors so closely somebody else's trajectory in season three (laughs) that that's really really interesting yeah where it's like oh wait no this is not for me i'm i'm gonna go back home i'm gonna go stay with my parents i'm gonna take a job maybe i'm not sure about um you know, and dig my way back out of this funk that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. And I'm going to hate on that character for a minute this episode. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, uh, season two finale, uh, inverting the pyramid of success, which I, I'm going to just <laughs> admit up front. For all of the shit that I notice in this show, it was not literally until I watched it an hour ago that I was like, oh, shit, that is the book that Beard is reading. Yes. Oh, you're right. That is the book that he is reading. And I've never read that book. And now I feel like I need to. Um, For the longest time, I thought it was just because of Nate staring at that pyramid at the end. Because that, yeah. that's... Like, what's there is, like, the pyramid of success. And I was just like, oh, is this, like, some kind of reference to, like, Nate upending things um, or or what? But no, (laughs) it's literally just, I mean, maybe it is, like, this double meaning thing. But literally, it's just a book that Beard is reading (laughs) for the whole episode. Which, uh, not to jump ahead, but one of my favorite things in the episode is that we start at the beginning of the episode and he's just like reading the book by the end of the episode. There are so many like those little like tiny post-it tab things. Yes. In I that love, book. I love those tab things. I love them. <laughs> I, I love, a, I love a good, uh, I love putting a good tab in a book, but anyways, uh, <laughs> yes. Inverting the pyramid, the history of soccer tactics. I kind of want to read it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and I actually, since last we spoke, I've attended three uh, soccer games. They were all for children, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby steps. <laughs> we still need to go to a United game. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was just talking to a friend of mine, Doug, who is very much into that, that also lives in Atlanta and was like, I, w- I would love to go. And I was like, I, I got to figure out how to make this happen so we can just all go at once. He's a really cool dude, him and his wife. Uh, okay. You would absolutely get along with him. Um, but I was like, I, like all of that at once. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, would be so I could fun. just see all these people that I never get to see. <laughs> exactly. Unless I can convince you to come to another Dragon Con. We don't live that far from each other at this point. And not I, that we I, have lived I, that far from each other in the past, but like you're even closer I now. Like, I was like, tw- I was probably 25 minutes at most away from you last night. <laughs> well, no, maybe more than I don't know. Where were you last night? Oh, crap. At the Brave Stadium. Oh no, yeah, you're no, yeah, it's more than twenty five minutes. Is it more than twenty five minutes? Yeah, I, oh, crap, probably shouldn't state this on a podcast where I live. Yeah, you don't have to. Okay, I'll, <laughs> so, I'll text. I'll, I won't text you maybe, like my address. Maybe but, in my brain, I'm like, that's really close. But you're right. In Atlanta traffic, it's not twenty five minutes. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. I mean, I think I think we've talked about. I think we have talked about this before, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Because, uh, yeah, it's like I would have to, like, go, like, to 400. Is that right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I know exactly because uh, I got. Because you're way up off 75, like, yeah. way up. Because I got, uh, when I was doing my cancer treatment, it was at uh, the Emory over there, not at the main university. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so That's yeah, I know. Yeah, and so yeah, you're right. It is to get through Atlanta. It is more than 40 minutes to go that way and then come back to 400. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a nightmare. Um, yeah, depending on the traffic. I mean, if yeah. you do it at three in the morning, it's not that bad. It's not. No, it's not that bad. Three in the morning, probably maybe like 30 minutes. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've done that at three in the morning before because yeah. my brother used to live over there. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, when when I drive, uh, oh, well, already on tangents, but yeah, when I drive back or down to Columbus in the middle of the night, like I hit 285 and I'm at the other end in like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so wild. That never happens. We literally just trying to get home on yeah. Friday sat on 285 for over an hour. Yeah. It, oh. It's so much different. Uh, and, and, I mean, I, I shouldn't admit this on a recorded line, but, uh, you know, like 285, if you know Atlanta, it's kind of basically just the Wild Wild West. The, yeah. the yeah. police officers don't like to go on 285 because nobody there's nowhere for them to stop. No, <laughs> so, nobody likes to go on 285 because there's nowhere for anybody to stop or feel safe or like it's, yep. it's just crazy town. It's. It's a big and, giant circle of craziness around the hell of Atlanta. So here we go. And so if you hit it at three o'clock in the morning when there's literally no one on it, you can just do 80 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, easy. Yeah. Well, I've done more than that anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, the episode opens with our favorite uh, football pundits. Um, yeah. And I wish we had gone back to them more. 
this season, but uh, as it as Roy got away from them, you know, they just, but that it opens with that and them, uh, or, or at least one of them dogging Ted about his uh, panic attack and just, oh, I know. I don't know their names, but the, the, the main guy who just looked at the camera and goes, I miss Roy. <laughs> Yes, I like the main guy. Yeah, when he says I miss Roy, well, because it's George, the former coach, who's dogging at who's dogging right. on it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Such a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I dislike which, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I'm glad that every time we come back to him, he's still just the same guy. Oh yeah. I mean, that's true. He's nothing if not consistent. But yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I also really enjoy about this episode, and it kind of starts with this moment, is there are so many callbacks to so many things in this episode. Okay. Like, I started writing them down. I was like, I, I can't. Like, almost every scene has some kind of callback to something. Um, and, but Ted, <laughs> like, depressed <laughs> opening the cereal box to, like, <laughs> dump in his one giant shredded wheat <laughs> is yeah i had one piece of cereal it filled me up <laughs> I can't. Oh, we were literally at the grocery store the other day and my seven-year-old is like i want to buy shredded mini weeds and i'm like why no. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me think of the giant piece from ted lasso oh, makes me laugh um, he does get messages from uh, what Rebecca, uh, his okay. wife, uh, okay. voice memo from uh, the doc, good old Dr. Sharon. Mm. Um, the, the wife thing always makes me uncomfortable. Oh, um, my gosh. That whole exchange. Maybe. Yeah. Because, like, you can seem about to do it. And you're just like, don't do it, Ted. Like, no, I, I can't say that I wouldn't do it either. But, like, it's just, you're opening, you're just opening yourself up for hurt. Um, but he self-corrects. Good on Ted. Um, I love his knock-knock joke. <laughs> you're up. So you're up who? You're up early. <laughs> it's so Ted. So cute. <sighs> um, and then he goes outside to the, the press, just hounding him. <laughs> like, oh. five people. Follow him around taking pictures. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I think that was jarring. Like he opens the door and he walks out and it's just like snap, snap, snap. I'm like, oh God, that would be awful to have to live that way. That's why I'm glad I will never be a famous person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like the moment with him and Beard. Like he shoes those guys off and sits down for a second with Beard on the bench and they do yeah. the 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 toast thing that they do with their coffee yes and uh you know ted ted asking him something like i'm assuming you know what that's about and he's like nope no clue meanwhile he's got the the paper stuck in his back pocket so good old beard man i know love that character it's so good it's, he's like nope and you're like yep yeah <laughs> 100% but not going to bring it up Um, And that that's the, the Cold open basically um, 
And then the show opens proper with Rebecca getting those flowers from Edwin Akufu. (laughs) (laughs) And Higgins is like, oh, he must have heard about uh, your father passing away. That's so nice. (laughs) And it's not. It's just him rubbing it in that he thinks he's going to steal Sam. Mm-hmm. I I love the Edwin Akufu stuff in this episode, and I, I know it don't happen till the end, but oh my god, I love it so much! Oh my gosh, yes, because he just totally like, oh my gosh, he totally flips. loses his shit. So loses his shit. Oh my god, so <laughs> funny though. But we'll we'll get there. Uh, I I really love Higgins. Just Higgins in general, but like that, I give him a cool nod when he's talking about seeing Sam in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's he's trying to be so cool. That's so funny. There's a uh, there's, there's Ted coming into the office after that, but like it's very like oh, there's the biscuit scene right where she's eating yeah. the terrible biscuit. Which I feel like has to be a nod to the fact that they, when they first started making the show, they were just making biscuits that looked good and not tasted good. And she was basically having to film scene after scene and just like literally spit them in a trash can because they tasted so terrible. Yeah, which explains a lot about the way she eats them, which just really makes me laugh um, because it's a really hysterical bit of like i mean i don't even know that it's physical acting but it's very much physical comedy (laughs) Uh, which you know but we did this research on an early episode of ours when you brought this up and i don't understand why they can't just make the the real shortbread cookies because yeah i mean we found some that looked almost identical like come on (laughs) and they're they're just not that hard to make (laughs) like (laughs) if you expect us to believe that ted bakes them every morning or night then (laughs) Like, why can't somebody on the crew just or not even make them go buy them? You're filming in London. (laughs) Like, there has to be a place on the corner that will sell you some biscuits. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. All the beard stuff in this episode's great. I don't. This may be my favorite beard moment, but I do. Love him trying to read his book and being interrupted <laughs> by people looking for Roy. <laughs> yes. It oh. just, uh, see, it's Jamie first, right? And he's like, I don't hear any grunting. And then it's uh, Nate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like, we never really know exactly why Nate's coming to talk to Roy, but. I'm assuming they're both going to talk to Roy for the same reason. Um, we know yeah. why Jamie is. Because <laughs> yeah. we see it. I know. Well, I mean, but we kind of see both of them. Yeah. Um, Nate's comes so much later, though, which it's it's so yeah. interesting how different those reactions are. And honestly, I'm kind of with Nate. So, like, Jamie confronts Roy and says, hey, I I told Keely in a, like, just this emotional state I was in. I told her I was still in love with her. I shouldn't have done it. I respect you. I respect your relationship. I apologize. And Roy's ready to, like, knock his teeth out. Mm-hmm. And instead, we just get a Roy can't fuck. <laughs> and 
he walks away. <laughs> Which is so great. So great. Um, and then uh, we get uh, Keely in her office with uh, th- the smallest scene, but I love the fuck you Piers Morgan thing. <laughs> I just love it. Because that dude is such a, just a douche. Yeah, I don't like him very much either. But she does get the the email that kind of partly spurred what we were talking about at the top of the show. She's going to get to open her own business. Yes, she is. Actually, that would have been a good question, too. (laughs) You could open your own business. Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Because that, I mean, that is some that is something else that I'm like sort of trying to do like slightly on the side is get like my own business going so yeah um I, I've I've thought about it like not my own, it's like a it sounds so like I need a side hustle like I'm out on the streets um <laughs> but you know, like I know so many people that I work with that have little ways to make money on the side and not that I really I, I mean I'm not super wealthy but I, I don't i do fine i pay my bills but like also it would be nice to have an extra 50 dollars a week <laughs> you yeah. know you know 100 dollars a week something to pay for all my nerdy shit that i go do mm-hmm. um but I, I don't i have such a hard time i'm not a person that puts itself out there so like it's so difficult for me i get that and it i mean it's i mean it's tough no matter what but it's kind of like I don't know. I basically took like an aspect of my job and I was like, because I, I do like my job, but I'm like, if I could just pick like one part about it, because I have to do so many different things for it. I'm like, you know, what would I want to do? And like, if I could take that and turn that into my own thing, like that would be cool. And so yeah. like, I'm kind of like, I mean, that's what I'm like trying to do, but it's, I work full time and I have a family and little kids, so it's very slow going. But. Yeah, I I have almost no reason because I I do when I'm working I don't have a ton of free time, but like I'm off at least three days every week and every other week I'm off four days. So oh well, you know it's like eh, you could figure something out. So um, I am. Uh, working on I've, I've written a whole bunch of stuff and i'm working with a friend of mine to maybe like compile it and self-publish it so nice. you know it probably won't amount to anything but i could point to something and go hey look i've got this hey you never know i mean yeah. you never know if you've got something you may as well try kind of how um, i feel about it yeah and the self-publishing thing costs you almost nothing you don't make any money off of it but it doesn't cost you anything also um true. So Ted talking to the team, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean, good on him and uh, for calling himself out, like saying, you guys should have heard this from me, like from the jump. Yeah. And if you watch Nate's face in this scene, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable because, oh God, it's. It's just so, it's just so awkward because, you know, I mean, we know exactly what happened. And so, like, that's the whole purpose of them featuring Nate as much as they do in this scene. And it's, 
Oh, God, it's just, it's cringeworthy. Oh, it just makes me cringe every time. Like, oh. Yeah, I, I mean, and I glossed over, like, the moment he has with Beard when he's looking for Roy. And Beard's like, yeah, have you seen this? Yep. And shows him the papers. Like, oh, yeah, that's really unfortunate and uh, horrible. And But I love the team's reaction. Uh, like, we're going to find the rat and we're going to beat him with uh, bars of soap <laughs> in our sock. Which is actually the second reference to a few good men in this episode. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't that's know if that's true. a... Uh, I, I have an odd relationship with that movie. But only in the sense that, like, I saw it, I really liked it. And then at some point, when it was, like, one of those basic cable was just on all the time. Mm. I was in a long-term relationship. Um, and uh, she and I were living together and once or twice a week, she would come home from work and I would just be watching the end of a few good men, like that final court scene. Mm. And I, I, I would have to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. It's the best part of the movie. That's what I said. She had never seen it. And she would always want me to change the channel, and I'm an asshole. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> I love this part of the movie. She's like, I've never seen it. So one day, I like, yeah, I either bought it or rented it or something. This was back when Blockbuster was a thing. I was like, all right, we're going to sit down and watch the movie. And she watched the movie, and she was like, well, you're right. The court stuff at the end is really good. I was like, see, I told you. All this stuff at the beginning really isn't that good. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. fine. It's just setting the stage for yep. – like these people going at each other in the court. But yeah, like Ted makes a reference in Rebecca's office. He says, unlike Lieutenant Caffey, I can handle the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they reference like beating the rat with uh, socks full of soap, which is pretty much exactly what happens in A Few Good Men. Yes. Yes, actually. <laughs> That's, I know. It's a good, it's a good movie. I don't know. I like that. I like those references. It made me laugh. Um, I I love his twofold. I love him saying the great coach John Obi Wan Gandalf. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the fact that nobody on the fucking team even like flinches at his, his stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, The funniest moment in that scene, though, is Jamie going like, yeah, I have a question. What do we do about that? (laughs) And the (laughs) helicopter's just parked behind them. That makes me laugh every single time. I'm just like, only that guy would leave the helicopter behind. (laughs) Like, come on. (sighs) Um... And the, maybe the cutest scene in the entire season comes after this. The picking of the new mascot. Oh. I want a little greyhound now, man. <laughs> they are quite adorable. They're so adorable. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine that I used to work with, uh, he had one. He loved that dog, man. And it had it had problems. Like... I, I guess maybe because of the breeding of them. Yeah, it's kind of hit or miss with with dogs that are highly bred. The slash yeah. bred, they tend to have issues. 
Yeah, I think it only lived for about five or six years. Uh, yeah, it broke his freaking like he was distraught when that yeah. dog died, which I mean, as you should be, but like it was like losing a kid for him. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. Oh, it's so but they look so cute. They are so cute. <laughs> and they used to the bathroom all over Higgins' office. I know, which is very much like a puppy having um, a kind of a pain. But. Yep. <laughs> that that's the one thing I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't want to do the puppy thing, but also you take you're taking your chances if you don't train them yourself. Also true. Yep. Also true. Uh, so Keely shows up to talk to Higgins because she's terrified of talking to Rebecca. Yes, and everyone else is busy. <laughs> He's like, I'm just happy to be on the list. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but yeah. Oh, and the moment with Keely and the the dog breeder. Oh my God. Oh, right. That holds a little bit more meaning nowadays. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's because, like big fan. <laughs> yeah, I like. I didn't really even think twice about it because it was it, it the first time around. It was just like she was being paid a compliment. She's a mature adult. In a modern world, like, you can take the compliment, you know, when another woman's hitting on you. But, like, especially if you're very secure. But now, like, you kind of see that in a different light. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's, uh, yeah, it uh, definitely, you know, like changed spoiler. the meaning of the scene. Yeah. Um, so, their conversation, like... I was so, I, like, I was with Keeley walking in, but, like, then when Higgins starts talking, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like, the the good mentor, great mentor uh, line is really, really good, but it does feel like a line. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, that's your friend, man. Like, why would she, why would she want to, like, you know, hold you back, stop you from following your passion? Exactly. But that's, I mean, and that's kind of like the weird thing just about like jobs in general. I mean, I think, I mean, the companies we probably both work for are, they're corporate, but they're not as corporate as they could be, if that makes sense. But like, even, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for your company because obviously I don't work there, but like, I mean, <laughs> even <laughs> in my own company, I, I, I think they, they say that they are quote happy to like mm -hmm. have people move on and like grow into bigger and better things, but I don't think they actually are. Yep. And so, yeah, like I feel, I like, I feel people like in their comfortable boxes uh -huh. Doing the thing that they always know how to do. Mm -hmm. And then that way, you know, the system can be like, oh, well, who who got the executive job or the VP job or mm -hmm. the like, it's not anybody that moved up in the company. It's somebody that somebody else knows from yeah. some other uh -huh. company. Uh huh. Yeah. Funny how that works out. Um, Funny. I mean, not that I want to be any of those things. <laughs> I would not want to have to talk to those people every day because I'm just hard. like, mm. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, I <laughs> should not have probably said this to a person in a senior executive position, but I was like, I want nothing to do with our 
management team, which is like kind of like our board, so to speak. They all kind of run, have a say in running the company. And I, and I said, I quote, because it's a shit show. Yep. To the member of said team. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this here. I have no interest in doing that for this company. Yep. Like, I would much rather go off and do my own thing. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. Um, I don't know where I was going with all of that. Oh, we're going to bring this back to Rebecca. So, I mean, bringing this all full circle. One, it's a TV show. Two, they've kind of become, they work with each other, yes, but they've kind of like become best friends. And so it's kind of like, yes, in a way she's leaving her in the lurch because Rebecca kind of did make her into what she became. Like she put her in that position. She gave her that opportunity. But as her best friend, of course, she's going to be happy for her to move on to go on to like something bigger and better and then i mean she's like losing her but not really losing her because they're going to keep present account anyway so it's kind of like a win-win in my book yeah i i agree you know like it and i guess like it's just hard for keely to see that because she's a person that's only ever felt like she her value is not who she is it's like what she brings to the table Mm. and you know rebecca sees her as a friend not as like oh we're friendly because you're my pr person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that that's a hard thing to break away from it really really is um you know uh we get uh sam talking to his dad after that um about whether he should uh follow edwin akufu or stay in richmond or you know what should his career path be and i i just love sam's dad man yeah i was like i wish my dad was like that (laughs) (laughs) also i wish i bought bitcoin in 2009 (laughs) right don't we all (laughs) don't we all (laughs) oh he was a thinking man it it does explain a little bit about like like not sam's because he doesn't seem wealthy but just like he doesn't seem worried about things like uh his 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 stand against the uh the company and Mm -hmm. like any kind of blowback that might happen to his parents so like if his if his dad bought bitcoin in 2009 it's fair to say they, they probably got a little bit of money I, so you know maybe there aren't weren't gonna be ever really be repercussions for him taping up his jersey other than like you know some sneering or something like that so yeah that's kind of how i felt it too that they were like I mean, now we kind of know that they're independently wealthy, but I mean, I thought maybe at first there was some sort of like, like royalty almost. Yeah. Like, you know, because they're like, I mean, they can have like, you know, aren't there different things work a little bit different in Nigeria? I'm not an expert, but clearly. But I feel like, like, that's the impression I was getting is that they were like nobility or like royalty, that they had like stature and status and money. How they got that money, I don't know. I mean, it could have been like old family money, or apparently he invested in Bitcoin in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I wish I just wish I was that 
forward thinking and smart. <laughs> I didn't even know what Bitcoin was in 2009. <sighs> I didn't even know what like that section of the internet was in 2009. Not that I even think I really know what it is today. Just yeah. I mean, I mean, we could take this back to Mr. Robot watching that show right? being like, I understand like a third of what they're talking about. <laughs> right? Just enough to make me dangerous. But I feel like that show kind of gave me an education. Just a little yep. bit. Oh, uh, and, and it, it, it uh, you know, not a, to go on another tangent, also made the idea of those things so fucking terrifying to me. <laughs> It's like, no, like I would like Bitcoin so that I like to, to invest in and get out of and then like, oh, look, I made some money. The idea of it being an actual thing is terrifying. I, speaking of the Wild West, holy cow, yeah. Web3 is the Wild West. Um, but yeah, so uh, Sam sees this kid wearing his jersey and I, I mean, I feel like. The minute I saw that scene, I was like, oh, there's no way he's going. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Like, that. Yeah. that is the clear sign. Um, And then we get the Roy Keeley moment where, you know, Roy says, you know, maybe one of the best Roy bits in the episode, if not the best, is, you know, I fucking forgave him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, you didn't kill him. No. I fucking forgave him. <laughs> Can you believe that? I love Roy so much. Mm. Such a great, oh, it's so great. Such a great moment. I, I just, I really like that moment between the two of them, which I think is what makes the end of this episode that much more devastating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um. <sighs> There's the moment where she gets the pictures from the photo shoot. Um, and, you know, she does look great. And, you know, Roy brings this up later, but we can talk, kind of talk about it now. Like, he's like, it would be weird if I were in the fucking pictures. Yeah. You know, but it still clearly hurts his, his feeling, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his one feeling that he may or may not have. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, I feel so bad for. I, honestly, of anybody in this episode, Roy's the person I feel for the most in this whole episode. I agree, actually, because he's the one that I. I mean, maybe maybe Ted a little bit towards the end, but I mean, throughout the whole episode. I do feel like Roy has a lot more going on and some of it's good and some of it's not great. I mean, I think him being the bigger man and forgiving Jamie and not holding a grudge and doing all that. I think that's ultimately good for him, but everything else that happens just kind of seems to pile on and I do kind of feel for him for sure. Yeah. Um. So the, <sighs> The Nate, uh, Nate, the beard, uh, Ted moment in the bar, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's fine. But the one thing I wanted to highlight is I'm, and I'm pretty sure the Christmas special had already come out. Cause I think it came out between season one and two. Um, he, he tells Ted like, you're so tense. I think your mustache is going to pop off. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens in the animated Christmas special. 
Oh, that's right. It's all about his lost mustache. Yeah. And it always makes me laugh. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until you just mentioned it. That's right. And he said, Ted says, I look like the dude from The Hangover. And he says, Bradley Cooper. And he says, you're way too kind to me. Yes. Because <laughs> he definitely would not look like Bradley Cooper. No, but I do love that line. It makes me laugh every time. Uh Oh, and another callback I did write down uh, when uh, Keely does tell Rebecca, which I think is the next scene, she says, you helped this panda become a lion. Oh. Which is like a callback to what, like the second episode? Something like that. Or the first episode? No, it's It's, the second one, right? Because the photographer takes pictures of her and Ted. Yeah, it's very early on. I don't think it was the pilot, though. Um, and that's when we also find out that Rupert bought West Ham United. Fun fact. <sighs> oh, Rupert. Hey. Um, <laughs> um, and most of the rest of the episode is the game, but there's the pregame Diamond Dog meeting, which oh. has so much good tension in it. So much. Oh, you think he's going to say it? Yeah. Doesn't. I, I, I love Roy opening up and trying to be vulnerable. I know. It was kind of adorable. <laughs> and Nate wanting to like he's like yeah, I need to to you know admit something too and you know Roy has no idea that it might even be Nate. Nope. But two other people in that room yep. sure do. And, I mean, they are so ready for him to just admit and apologize or whatever. And instead, he's like, I, I kiss Keely. And gets uh, furious that Roy just dismisses it. Yeah. I mean, I get I get it from both sides. I mean, obviously, to Nate, that's incredibly offensive. <laughs> and I totally yeah. get that. However, I don't think Roy really had anything to worry about. And sadly, he knows it. He yeah. knows he's got something to worry about with Jamie, right. who's younger, bitter, more talented. <laughs> there's, there's a past there between there's them. A- there's already feelings. There's a past yeah. relationship. There's the fact that he's maturing. It's there's a a lot of a lot of things to be worried about. Whereas with Nate, eh, not so much. Plus, Keely already told him. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, yeah. She told me you made a mistake, Nate. It's okay. Um, and then there's the the dismount where Roy's like, so sometimes it's just. You saying things and nothing ever gets resolved. And they're like, yeah, sometimes. Roy says, that's cool. The reaction from Ted and Beard is so fucking great. I know. Like little, like so get like giddy little kids, man. I know. Oh my gosh. It makes me laugh every time. They're like, it, they totally made their year. <laughs> um. So the game starts very quickly they're down to nothing yep. and we're at the half uh I, I know we've talked about this i really would have liked to see more i know of the game like i i mean 
all the emotional stuff in this episode is great. It's a solid fucking finale. But, like, I was so disappointed we didn't get to see more of the early game. It, it's almost immediately. And that's the half. And Richmond's down to nil. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It kind of went quick. Um, but that does get us to another moment in Ted's office. Uh, a couple actually uh, Them going over like what should we do Nate's like we need to abandon the false nine Because they don't know how to do it He's such a prick about All of that Oh god! Don't even get that moment earlier Where he's like you'd be fools not to try it Like uh, come on man Right um, oh, oh they can't even do it I'm Like oh I hate you <laughs> And but it does give it's probably my favorite. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it because I'm going to we'll bring it up later. But one of the funniest things in the episode is him going, look, it looks like a painting for melancholy uh, males or something like that. And it, the camera cuts to the locker room and it does literally look like a painting. Like they're all sad, but statuesque. And then fucking Will dropping the water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I love Will so much. I do enjoy Will. And I love that we get just a little bit more of him in the next season. Yeah, me too. Um, So they go out there and Roy's like, let's ask them. Let's ask them what they think we should do. Yeah. And, uh... The team very much is like, no, we can do this. We can pull it off. Jan Moss, you know, says it, so it must be the truth. Um, and then we get the the hands in, which becomes the hands on the belief sign, which is one of the best fucking moments in the episode. Yeah. In the season, maybe in the show. Oh, no, I've got a personal favorite at the very end of season. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But this is... Very close second. Um, and so everybody, you know, riled up, take goes to take the field, and Nate walks back into the offices, and Ted follows him, and we get their confrontation, which is, oh man, it's so. I, I watch it now, and I'm just like. That dude should have won a fucking Emmy for this. Like, it's so good, but not in a good way, (laughs) you know? Like, you just want to grab him and be like, Nate, you're wrong. You're wrong about all of this, man. Yes. And Ted Ted doesn't say anything. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. 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 Re- I'm revisiting this scene because I had very strong feelings about it when I watched it the first time because I texted you about it. <laughs> and I, I had equally strong feelings, you know, the second time that I watched it. And I, I know that he states it. I know that he states his reasons and like why he's so mad. And it all has to do with that fucking picture, but I still don't get it. I still don't get it. Like, I, like, why is he, why is he holding a goddamn grudge over a picture that, like, I just, I don't get it. I'm still mad. Yeah. 
Like, this makes no sense for you to literally, like, have a complete crusade and tirade for an entire season over a picture. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's just the picture, but, like, that is the one thing he brings up. You know, he's like, uh, he he says, you know, you made me feel like I was, like, the only person in the world, and then I was nothing to you. Basically, because Roy came along. Which, Which isn't true. It's not true, but I also, on rewatch, did see the specific points because they do make it a point to show that. Yeah. That they show that Ted is praising Roy or Ted is focused on Roy as opposed to Nate. However, Nate gets a whole lot of recognition, but because he's already convinced himself of something else he's not necessarily seeing the recognition he's just seeing i don't know how to put this he's seeing like his own brilliance and like you said like he's like oh you'd be fools not to try the false nine and he's like oh you're unconfident so that's why it's not working and then by the end he's like oh well the only reason you want to keep calling it nate's false nine is so that you can blame me when it doesn't fucking work even though it works in the end they win or tie or whatever it is they needed to get i can't remember did they win or they tie it's a tie. It's a tie. But that gives them the points to get to the Premier League. That's the whole point. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's such a... Yeah. Um, it, it, and to leave that and go to the, the second half, which also goes by extremely quick. You know, we get yep. the pass down... Uh, the goal uh, that Sam scores and then, you know, go with minutes left, like Jamie gets fouled and, you know, the, the announcers are like, he hasn't missed a penalty kick all season. And uh, he gives the ball to Danny, you know, and brings it all the way back around to the very first spot, like the very first thing we see in season two. It's that. yeah. I love the kind of sort of joke of the dog wearing a helmet. I know. Oh, it's sad but fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least they're taking precautions just in case. And Danny smiling and just football is life, man. He, of course, takes the kick, makes it. Ends in a tie, but a tie means they finish second. Second means they're going up. Yep. So, and we get the the celebration, which is so great until Ted walks into his office and sees the Believe sign torn in half. Yep. Um, and Nate's gone. His desk is cleaned out. <sighs> it's, uh, it's so freaking just sad man it is does this scene cause a continuity error because of the sign nope because of the footage we see in the next season maybe 
I've wondered about that, but I haven't gone back and rewatched those episodes yet. I haven't either. So uh, when I was watching them, I was like, I need to rewatch the finale and see if there's there's a like a problem here. Um, they but uh, that long to show the footage. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's like towards the end of season three. Oh geez, okay, I didn't. Yeah. That it took that long. Okay. Yeah, it's like. Uh, I know they get it eventually, but. Yeah, I want to okay. say it's over halfway through. I could be wrong about that, but because so much of the beginning of season three involves that dude that's coming to play for them. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. I forgot. About yeah. That. Yep. Um, and then we get uh Sam saying he's gonna stay, giving that <laughs> awkward speech to Ted. Okay, I am not going to lie. I think that is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it's I pretty good. <laughs> love how he says everything to Ted. And then he kind of like glances at Rebecca. Um, but Ted is in on it and Sam doesn't yeah. know. And I just love it so much. So good. And then him telling Edwin Akufu, who like is smiling and like we we talked about it earlier, but just loses his shit and just like curses him a blue streak. And does the whole thing with the mannequin, like, and it's like, I will poop <laughs> on the ashes. And, like, it's just so, and Sam is just staring at him like, I'm so glad that I avoided this toxic relationship. Right? Like, it's, it's it's very much like somebody asking you out and you're just being like, uh, I mean, no thanks, I'm okay, that's really nice though. And then, then just, like, unloading on you, like, just... <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay. Well, like you, you just like you're not you're not proving anything except I made the right decision. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Did you ever? I, I'm pretty sure you have. Did Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Okay. Not gonna lie, the show for me it doesn't hold up years later. How? No, it's very problematic. But I loved it at the time. No, I loved it at the time too. And I'm a woman. I'm not really sure what that says about me. Anyways. Um, the Crazy Ice episode with Megan yeah. Baccarin. Yeah. <laughs> just immediately comes to mind. <laughs> but yes, that uh, show is very problematic for many reasons. Um, uh, the spinoff less so, but it's already been canceled and does not get a proper ending. So don't, uh, I didn't watch maybe it. don't waste your time. No, I um, haven't started, so. Uh, Ted's press conference, we find, we see that Trent is not there, which. I it was a, like such a like st- I remember watching it being like what the fuck happened to Trent <laughs> right I remember that too I mean clearly we get that closure but like I was yeah. like oh, where's Trent he's been such a fixture throughout the entire series <laughs> yeah it, as Ted's walking out uh, Trent is hanging out in, in the back lot um, you know and he tells Ted I, I told them I revealed my source uh, they fired me Ted makes the, that makes you Trent Krim independent joke, <laughs> which is so great. I mean, <laughs> and I love so that bad. Trent's like, my dad made the same joke. <laughs> so bad, but so good. But then he locked his keys in his car. I know. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, and we find out that he can't ride a bike. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, continuing the fucking bittersweet Lord of the Rings style ending for season two, we jump to five days later, Roy shows up in Keeley's office with tickets for a 
my American brain can't process six week vacation. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. They know how to do holidays in Europe. I'm yeah. just saying. Six, six weeks off in a row. Oh, I mean, I don't I, get six weeks off in a year, but agreed. six weeks off in a row. Hard scene. Um, I wouldn't know I, what the fuck to do. I used to work for a German company, and my counterparts in Europe. Every once in a while, they'd be. They called it being on holiday. It was like a fucking sabbatical. They were gone for like two months. And I'm like, what? 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 What happens now? Like, but what if I need you? And he's like, eh, it's fine. We're we're on holiday. And I'm like, but but what do I do? <laughs> like, I live in America, and things don't work that way here. <laughs> Our benefits were quite good though at that company. I will say. Yeah, we just don't know how to do it in this stupid country. <laughs> God, we don't. No, we don't. However, I will say they pay taxes through the nose. Yeah. Holy shit. We think our taxes suck. It's nothing compared to yeah. what Let me just say. Um, yeah. It, I I don't love my damn near 30%, but. But it's better I, than 50. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Keely's like, I, I can't go. I can't go. She just keeps. You know, saying she can't go, which I, I don't know. Again, I feel so bad for Roy in this episode. Right. I, I, I kind of understand why she can't go. She's starting a new company, lots of stuff to do, but also, you know, and if I was Roy, I, I don't, maybe it's my uh, trauma talking, but I'd be like, well, I'm not going either. I'll stay here. But it, it's yeah. so. Just like not writing on the wall necessarily, but it's just like, oh, fuck, this is not where we want to leave these two people. And that is where we leave them. I know. I know. I like, oh my God. I was like, that was one of the things I was the most probably desperate for closure on at the beginning of season three. Anyways, um, let's. Uh, I just, I kind of like had those thoughts too. Is like you're starting your own company, you're the boss. Why can't you do that like remotely? But then when we do, we do get a glimpse. Well, not a glimpse in this episode, but we understand how the structure is in the next season of her company. And once we kind of understand that, especially with the investment firm bank backing her which we do find out about in this episode um i i get i get now why she didn't go but in the moment in this episode i was with you i'm like because it kind of seemed like it was just her just kind of doing her thing working with her accounts and maybe building into something bigger down the road but not like immediately and yeah. so I kinda, I think she should have just gone and worked for the beach. I mean, that's what I would have done. I mean, if you can't go for six weeks, I get get you can't go for six weeks. Can't go for a week. Can't go for yeah, two I weeks. Mean, can't go for a couple of weeks and come back and then. I mean, you know, yeah, or just it, go and like if you have to book some flights and come back, like yeah, back. like that's yeah. Know. Faced with the like, same decision, I don't I don't know that I'd make her I I don't know that I'd make her choice. Yeah. I think I don't um, know. Uh, yeah, a six-week holiday with with 
your love. Yeah. How do you say no to that, man? (sighs) But the sweet part of it is we find out Sam is opening a restaurant. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I had forgotten. I had forgotten that it was the restaurant that Edwin bought. Yep. Yep. And so when we saw that in this season, I was like, it's the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Like he literally got the idea from Edwin Akufu. Like, why don't I buy this place and open my own restaurant? Yeah. I loved it. Absolutely Um, loved it. Had completely forgotten that detail. But then we end the entire season on what, like, was it like five months later or something like that? This, uh, like, uh, this song, very aggressive song playing with somebody with their back to the camera. Rupert walks in the frame, whispers something to him, turns around. It's Nate. He walks and it's just face full on in the frame. It's so aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive. And I remember I was like, when that, when I first watched it, comes into frame and I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's, not. yeah, it's not. And then he turns around and I'm like, God damn it, I hate you. <laughs> I literally screamed at the television. I was like, ah, why? <laughs> yeah. So uh we when we started this, especially when we started talking about season two, we one of your things was like uh wanting to talk about Nate and how frustrating and upsetting that turn is yeah and i at that point i think i had probably rewatched both seasons because this is before season three i'd rewatched both of them at least two or three times and uh i was adamant that like once you started rewatching it you could see some of nate's side yes and i agree with you i can see some of his side yeah. I can. I also think uh, I, <laughs> I just have it, it's growls at this lack point. of communication, man. Like he would not talk to Ted. No. He would not talk to Ted. Like it it's such a so I was just telling my friend Courtney, uh, who watched the episode with me and is very much in the like fuck Nate camp. But she hasn't seen season three. Oh, um, season three does change you. I will yeah. Um, I, I told her, I was like, it's kind of like somebody who's never been in a relationship before. And you get in this relationship and this person makes you feel so seen and so loved and so appreciated. Yeah. But then all the things that are life just start showing up. And their attentions have to be elsewhere for other things. And because you've never had this in your life, you do not know how to process that. And it feels like an absolute betrayal. Yes. Like they never cared about you. And Nate just does not know how to deal with that. He cannot believe that Ted didn't do so much of this, not on purpose, but just without like he was just thoughtless and did not really give a shit about Nate that he was using him for something. 
because it's easier to believe that than to believe that you're wrong. Yes. I, yes, I agree with all of that. I think that is a really great way to explain it because that's, I mean, I think that is exactly how Nate feels. He feels used and he feels like Ted has been using him to his own advantage, which couldn't really be further from the truth because Ted, problematic as it is, he he believes in the people around him. He relies on the people around him. And what makes him really, really, really great at what he does is not the fact that he is some amazing mastermind who knows everything. It's that he knows how to empower people and he knows how to use the people around him to their fullest potential. Not necessarily to his advantage, although those are often the same thing. So by empowering Nate and by making him believe in himself and giving him the confidence, he's created his own worst enemy. Yeah. I mean, and, it, it's just, it is very sad, very just not even bittersweet. It's just bitter. Um, yes, just bitter. But I'm not going to. comes later. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. As somebody who likes good television i i was not on the what the fuck was that fence i was on a oh shit like what a twist man like this is gonna make for great season three like i cannot wait to see what they do um and then the more i rewatched it the more i did kind of see it you know as an examination of the things that we were talking about um, so yeah, I can't wait to talk about season three. Um, I, we're so high on this show minus the one beard episode. Yes. Season three, I think is going to be really interesting because there's a lot of early stuff in season three. Not that I hated, not hated, just was like knowing that this is it, <laughs> staring at it going, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm very, I haven't rewatched any of it. So I'm very interested to go back through and explore all of that. And like, I love where it ends up. So, uh, but we should end on something happy, not bitter. I didn't say, what's your favorite joke? What's your favorite joke? Oh, what's my favorite joke? Oh, my God. Um, it's been a minute since I've watched this episode. I know that we've literally just talked all about it. I don't know. It's not really like a joke. I, I just, it's just the Roy moments. I mean. Yeah. They're all <laughs> so good, man. They're all so good. When he tells them in the, the little, uh, almost called the dog pound, diamond dog <laughs> meeting. He's like, and then fucking Jamie Tart tells Keely that he loves her at her father's funeral. And. <laughs> And Beard's like, and he's still alive, <laughs> right? I know. There's like, I, I that there's so much good stuff. So much good stuff with Roy. Really, a lot of good like Beard one-liners. If I had just watched this like last night, I probably could bring some up off the top of my head. But I know there were several. There had to be several in there. Just even some of, down to like some of the looks, <laughs> especially when he's being interrupted in the beginning while he's reading his book. <laughs> 
some good stuff too. But. Yeah. Um, I, I'm as stupid as it is. Will dropping that water bottle is <laughs> just every fucking time makes me laugh. Like, and when he's in the background of the the Roy uh, Jamie scene, like it just oh, the camera yeah. like pans left and he's just behind him. He's like, uh, y'all came in. I didn't know what to do, so I kind of just froze. <laughs> That's like the best line ever. So funny. I love Will. He cracks me up. Um, um, so yeah, we promise to at least keep going till the end of season three. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna promise that we'll be back next week because <laughs> that backfires <laughs> on me every time. I know. Although we should be. Uh, my recording schedule for my other show is uh up in the air at the moment, but um. Oh, you got, what is it, co-hosts? I do, yeah. And one of them is Canadian, and Canadian Thanksgiving is next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's got a long weekend. He's like, well, maybe, well, maybe not. Well, you two should don't just you, record. Well, maybe, but I can do that, it. Man? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, either okay. we're doing it, and we're doing it at 8 o'clock on Friday. I was like, or we're waiting we're for you to <laughs> maybe show up on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so. it just it just be interested. Like I I feel you. I have to deal with that with my cousins, but they're family, so I can't really be a true <laughs> dick about it. But it's just like, well, maybe I could do it at this time. I'm like, look, man. Like I know that I have much of a life, but I don't want to sit around my house hoping that you remember you might want to record. Right. Like I could be doing anything else. Right. Yeah. And my <laughs> so feeling is like, just, just say yes or it. no. <laughs> I know, yeah. So I mean, I if don't something know. happens, something happens. You know, like, oh well, fuck, my internet's not working. I guess we're not recording. <laughs> but but they're like, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, no, don't do that. <laughs> so, I feel you. Um, but uh, yeah, that show is Tomorrow's Legends, and it's very good. And if you like <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow or Star Girl or uh, Superman and Lois, um, yes. That's all that's all the shows you've covered? I think so. It's bad okay. at this point. I don't remember, but yes, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's just those. In the future, we might be doing uh, something new just because we have a huge, huge gap until Superman and Lois can even resume production. Although I hear the Writers yep. Guild came to an agreement. They did. They did. So scripts will be forthcoming, but yeah. even then they won't go into production Nope. At best until early next year. Well, because the writers have not, or the writers, the, the actors, actors, yeah, have no, so, have not come to an agreement yet. But hopefully that will be coming soon. So the yeah. earliest that we've heard for it to return is June. Yeah. And that's aggressive in my yeah. estimation at this point. I mean, I knowing agree. that literally nothing is written, let alone like the actors haven't come to an agreement and production, and it's aggressive. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, so we we've got some plans on the table. Right now we're still rewatching Legends season three. That's so. yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Much better than I remembered it being, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm still at xflingfiles.com, still talking about Ahsoka, which uh gotta tell you, Jess. Yeah. It's fucking good. That's <laughs> what I hear. It's um, so good. I know. I I had 
access to Disney Plus and that it has uh, gone away. So Uh, I need to um, figure a few things out in my life. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How do you have kids without Disney Plus? I can't imagine that. (laughs) What do they watch? I plead the fifth. Okay. (laughs) They watched lots of things. Uh, Watch YouTube. They do watch YouTube too. Well, the little one doesn't, but the older one does. Yeah. Endless videos about Minecraft and making slime. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 (laughs) YouTube. I like, I used to think like, that's so great. Now I'm just like, fucking no. (laughs) Like everything does not need to be on here. God, I know. Worst invention ever. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, so we'll figure it out. Um, uh, But yeah, talking, uh, mostly talking to Soka lately. Uh, So yeah, go check all that out. Go write and review this podcast. Uh, Give us five stars. You can say whatever you want, but just give us five stars. Uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. Or as I like to say, if you hate us, give us five sarcastic stars. Yes, yes. I mean, like, this show sucks. Five stars. Do not recommend. (laughs) Do not listen. (laughs) I would love a review like that. Five stars. Don't listen. (laughs) Do not recommend. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll be back soon talking about season three. So if if you're watching along with us, hopefully, if you were watching along with us, hopefully you're like, fuck those guys. I'm going to keep watching. I'm tired of waiting. (laughs) Hopefully you join the rewatch party because yeah. that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, very, very soon. Won't say next week, but very, very soon we're gonna start <laughs> season three. And uh we'll see you guys then.